there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. It is Friday, and we are giving you a bonus Saints Happy Hour podcast uh, that is on top of all the daily shows that the patrons get. We're giving you a bonus episode because, one, it's Friday. It's the first Saints game of the year. And, two, Mickey Loomis and Loomis Math is spreading across the globe and is going everywhere. The Patriots are copying the Mickey Loomis salary cap method. Andrew, this is amazing. Yeah, so the news broke that Tom Brady's contract and the way it was structured was inspired by the way the Saints did Breeze's deal. And uh, I, I told you when I saw this, I'm like, man, this this might be Mickey Loomis's crowning achievement. <laughs> like this, they, this might be his biggest accomplishment ever, bigger than any deal he's done, any draft pick that he made, uh, because the the New England Patriots thought so much of the way he does things that they copied him. I mean, he should get a trophy for that. <laughs> Bill Belichick looked at Loomis Math and said, "Hey." We need to start doing that. Like, yeah. I, I mean, mean the, the Falcons don't have a GM like that, I can promise you. Oh, did you mention the Falcons? Just to make it 28 to 3. Bryant knocks it through. Arthur Blank loving it. Up by 25. Ah! <laughs> we are oh, assholes of the highest order. That is our new. Anytime the Falcon gets, anytime the Falcons or Matt Ryan or fake crowd noise get mentioned, just to make it twenty-eight to three. Ryan knocks it through. Arthur Blank loving it, up by twenty-five. Oh, we're horrible people. Oh, but so good. So good. So good. Um, sweet, sweet music. <laughs> but back to the topic at hand. I really think that. It shows that the Saints, for all their salary cap hocus pocus and 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 criti- you know criticism they get from analytics and stat nerds and cap hell and all that, that the Mickey Loomis model of how to run your salary cap of when you are in contention mode and you feel like you have a good team and a chance to win the Super Bowl, there is nothing wrong with kicking the can down the road and adding voidable years and trying to win now because one. The voidable years let you kick it, kick the can down the road. And two, the salary cap goes up every freaking year, $10 million. So you're always going to have wiggle room. The cap is never going to go down. And when the cap eventually, if the cap ever goes down or the Saints don't contend, like it's going to blow it up. It won't matter. So I just think team, I think the Saints really truly have been on the cutting edge of how to do your salary cap in a specific situation. No doubt. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, you know, I think most Saints fans recognize how much of a genius Mickey Loomis is and how great of a job he's done with the Saints. And, you know, every GM is going to make some mistakes. So there's been some bad free agent. You know, there's been some 
mistakes with uh, the draft and all that. But I've really enjoyed – I mean, obviously, I think Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis are great at what they do. And I was never one of the people calling for their heads when there was multiple seven and nine seasons because I just believe that even when they weren't successful, they had the stones to kind of make any changes necessary – yeah. And, you know, they were going to find find a way out. They were going to find a solution to try to improve themselves. And so it doesn't work every year. But, uh, you know, once again, I think this and, you know, I joke that he deserves a trophy, but I really do think this is affirmation that he's a state of the art kind of mind uh, when the New England Patriots, who, you know, have been the most successful franchise ever in football history um, are, are copying what he's doing. So I think it's a huge compliment to him. And it's and it's kind of attest to his skill set. You know, I remember, and he doesn't write much anymore, but he, he wrote a great book uh, going, explaining Bounty Gate and going through the whole thing. A uh, uh, friend of the program, Reed Gilbert. And he had a great post back when he was posting on his blog all the time. He said, the thing that Mickey Loomis has figured out, that the most worthless thing in the NFL is unused cap space. And... It was true then, and it's true now. Like, what, you know, cap space, the only teams that have massive amounts of cap space are either really garbage teams or teams that have a ton of young players that are about to get paid. Like, that's the only scenario. There Maybe a quarterback on a rookie deal. Yeah. yeah, like, they don't have any, they don't have any teams that are Super Bowl contending teams that have, um... A hundred million in cap space, except for maybe the Colts. And oh, by the way, the Colts, their young players starting next year are going to have to get paid. So, like, there isn't this, there isn't this magic formula where you don't cap out and have a good team. Like, you, you have to pay people eventually. And I just think it's really interesting that New England has come around on it with the voidable years. Now, Mickey Loomis, of course, takes it. He took it to the extreme with Nick Fairley, where he had the voidable year inside of the voidable year, inside of the Easter egg, because they had no space and they had to get Nick Fairley in for, like, $5 million. Um, it, was like a Fabri- it was like a Fabergé egg. Um, or what are, the, what, are the, what are those little toys you play as a, as a kid? The Kinder Surprise? That, well, like, they were, like, they, like, wob- the Weeble Wobble people, and they, like... Oh, right. You, you put them inside of each other, like nesting dolls. Um, so he Yo, did that. Russian dolls. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. Saints cap. It was a. It was a. It was a. It was a rushing nesting doll in financial form. Um, <laughs> but no, it's true. But you know, the one thing that's weird is just that, you, and you got to give kudos to Tom Benson and Gail Benson because, you know, uh, really before Katrina the saints were not always really players in free agency and a lot of the big time free agents, like they just weren't. And and a lot of times if if the players got too expensive, even if they were great players for the team, they would let them walk. And so, you know, I, I don't know what changed. I mean, I think part of it was just the government funding and, you know, just coming back to new Orleans. And I don't know if Tom Benson just got some insurance money or whatever, but like (laughs) things just, things just changed when he came back and he, he, he was more of a spender and you've got to invest in a product to make it successful. You know, yeah, that, they started, especially in the NFL. They started, they started investing in free agency heavily. They did it heavily in 2000. Like Randy Mueller and Loomis. This is when Loomis was just the cap guy for That's the same. They went yeah. nuts in free agency because Ditka, for all his disaster, 
that he did where trading away draft picks, whatever. Ditka didn't like free agency. He didn't understand it. So they didn't do anything. And so Randy, Randy Mueller came in and was like, y'all have this much cap space? Like, you got to use this. So they went out and got Jeff Blake and Joe Horn and Norman Hannon. They did a bunch of stuff. And they've been spending since then. Now, Hazlitt – I they, think it's been different in the Loomis era, though. No, it's it, – You know, it, and – and I, I just think you got to give credit to the ownership a little bit because while there is revenue sharing and every team can spend, I don't think Gail Benson has ever and Tom Benson have ever been afraid to tell Mickey Loomis yet. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Yes, and I think he's had the luxury to be able to do his cap shenanigans because the people backing him have been supportive. Well, and that's the thing, you know, and and this brings up a point about the, the, the Raiders with Khalil Mack. And, you know, I was listening to, um, I think it was Peter King and Mike Floyd. They were talking about the chargers and they were saying, you know, the Raiders had a hard time with Khalil Mack and the chargers have a hard time because those teams, they are cash poor. And in the NFL, whatever you guarantee a player, like if you guarantee him $60 million over the life of the deal, you have to put that money in escrow. So you have to have that cash on hand. And, you know, a lot of fans, we think, well, these teams are worth billions of dollars. Of course these owners have that they have that money. but like, Not always. Not always. Like Mark Davis doesn't. The Chargers don't. Like, so you have to have – the, you have to have the financial ability to do it, and you have to have an owner, ownership that wants to do it. And Gail Benson yep. is both, and I think that makes a you know that makes a big difference. I mean, look, Cincinnati with Mike Brown, I guarantee you, if he wanted to, he could do all the things the Saints do, do as far as free agency. He just chooses not to fucking do it because he wants to fucking make a ton of money off the bangle, and the product isn't that important to him. Um, so it's it's ownership. And it's it's a combination of of Mickey Loomis just Mickey Loomis it, as far as a cap person 
I would say there's probably no one as smart or as on the edge of doing cap. We call it shenanigans, but like experimental push pushing back like Mick no one pushes boundaries with the salary cap quite like Mickey Loomis he's like the he's like the uh the Star Trek of 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 salary cap man he's going where no man has gone before yeah no and I I really he he's always looking for innovative ways I mean if you've heard him in interviews you know that I mean there was a famous quote from him that I just always love and it was when they were taking uh, prospects offsite. You know, this was during the draft evaluation process, and each team would get an interview with players. And when when it was the Saints' turn, you know, with some of these, uh, I think it was at these uh, like camp practices that that, that that like LSU would hold or mm-hmm. Georgia would hold for their players, and they would have these workouts on campus. And when it was the Saints' turn to have time with these players, they were taking them off-site for lunch so they could get one-on-one time away from everyone else. And the other teams were getting really mad, and the NFL upset them. It was just like, look, we can come up with a rule if you guys want, but like, it's not against the rules. So like, until it is, you know, the Saints are fine doing this. And you know, Mickey Loomis's comments when he was asked about it, he just said, look, if everyone is getting mad at me, then it means I'm doing my job right. And so, it's it, so true. It's it was so kind of one of those so things true. where it's like competitive balance there. Like, you know, like you're trying to get any edge you can. And it's just like it made me realize like he, he is as much like Sean Payton. He may not be deciding things on the field, X's and O's, whatever, but he is looking for any edge he can get. Um, and so that competitive fire within Mickey Loomis, I would say, is just as much as a player or a coach. And I love you it. You know, the one thing I, that I've always liked about Loomis, and, and I, I and, and I find this fascinating about him, and, and people don't really touch on it with interviews because they ask him draft specific things, but he always seemed like a guy that is supremely confident about what he does, but also is smart enough and humble enough to say. I don't do I don't do on the field stuff. I, I like I'm gonna get me I'm gonna get me a scouting department that grades the players right. And when we are, so when we're aggressive in the draft and we move up to get a guy, we know that it's right because our scouting department is good. And that was one of the things. Remember that scandal they had where after Bounty Gate, John Barr for ESPN was like Mickey Loomis is upstairs listening to other teams and listening to Saints communications in the press box. And Mickey Loomis is like, that is bullshit. I listen to the WWL feed, okay? That ain't my bag. I ain't doing play calls. And he was like 100% adamant that it wasn't true, you know? And I just think it it, it goes to him. Like, Mickey Loomis, he knows what he's good at and he knows what he's not good at. And I think, you know, we – a lot of times we think, oh, that's obvious. But look at teams around the NFL. Daniel, Daniel Snyder doesn't do that. Other owners don't do that. You know, um, they're constantly meddling and doing things, you know. But Mickey Loomis is like, hey, this is what I do well. This is what everybody else does well. And I think it just goes to how lucky the Saints have been to sort of have him. And remember, they yeah. stumbled into him. Like, he got the job because they fired Randy Mueller and Tom Benson just like, you're the guy. Because Randy Mueller interviewed with Atlanta behind my back. He's fired. You're the guy now. Like, like that's just yeah. pure. It's just pure luck. Like, M- Mickey Lewis could have. He could have been Q. Herrick. He could have been a disaster. Like, he didn't get the job because he was the best. They interviewed a bunch of people. Like, he got the job because the Saints had to 
send Randy Mueller packing because he interviewed with the Falcons. Well, and Tom Benson wanted someone he could trust, and he yeah. trusted Mickey Loomis more than anyone. And so he was like, I don't care if you're not qualified. And I, I would submit that he wasn't qualified for that job. He was qualified to do the cap stuff, and he was great at that. He was really good at that financials. But I, I think at the time he got the job, he probably wasn't qualified to do it. And he got it anyway because Benson wanted someone he could trust, period, end of story. So that's how he got the job. But since then, and I think this goes back to your humility comment, Mickey Loomis has always had this humility about he answers to the Bensons. And I think, look, when you're an NFL GM, you get paid a lot. Very easy to get an ego. Very easy to butt heads with other people that have egos, whether it be ownership or head coaching or whatever. And I think Mickey Loomis is such a reasonable, level-headed, good communicator. And, and you know, going back to humility, I just think he works really well with people. And that's why Benson loved him. It's why he's been able to coexist with Sean Payton this long without firing him, trading him away, or yeah. forcing him out the door. Like those, I mean, Sean Payton can be a difficult guy to get along with for some people. And they have worked magically yeah. together. And I, I just think it's because... He's a humble guy. He's a great communicator. And like you said, I think he recognizes when like, hey, I'm not great at this. We need to build a department or we need to find a guy that does this that I can delegate stuff to because this isn't my area of expertise. And he's been honest with himself about that. Um, And I think sometimes, you know, recognition and good communication. I mean, that this applies to any business. But I think you can be really successful if you have those traits. And uh, I think that's a big reason why he's so awesome. He may not be Jeff Ireland or, you know, one of these amazing talent evaluators, but he's been really successful nonetheless because of that. Well, this wraps up today's Friday bonus show. And by this is free. This is a bonus show. The patrons get their patron-only podcast also today. This is for people that are listening for free. Hey, $7 a month, wherever you are in the continental United States or the world, we give you a Saints podcast every freaking day. And you're going to want that during the season. It's $7. You get, if you sign up for, if you sign up for at the $10 level, you get a koozie, you get a magnet, you get a screensaver, and you get Andrew's grades which he will post during the week. He will grade every Saints player, and you get early access to our special podcast reviewing Andrew's grades. It's 10 bucks a month. It's going to get everything you need to know for the it's Saints for, for all season long. Like, it's nothing. That is a... One, that's 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 a pizza, man. That's a medium pizza somewhere. One time a month, do it. We're the only podcast out there that we ask you for money, and we're not just saying, hey, give us money, and we'll do better shows, and we'll do it. No, you give us money, and you get a podcast and swag, and you get it all. You get a podcast every day, and you get cool swag, and we deliver the product to you every single day. So you should do it. Uh, and by the way, Andrew, can I say one last thing just because I want to play that sound effect, sound effect one more time? Mickey Loomis is a better GM than whoever the hell. Yes. Just to make it 28 to 3. Ryan knocks it through. Arthur Blank loving it. Up by 25. 